Welcome to Two Ghouls, One Brain Cell. You have a lot of options when it comes to horror movie podcasts. But we're the worst! Hopefully, I won't fuck up the recording of this episode. Teresa. And I'm, insert an I fuck your mom joke here, star. (laughs) These are some horny boys this episode. Oh boy! Which What horny boy movie are we watching, Teresa? We are watching Summer of 84. Woo, woo! Yeah, and, but it did not come out in 1984. No, it came out in 2018, and it is a Canadian horror mystery film. Uh, it has three directors. It's like, um, a director unit. Uh, it's, <laughs> okay, one of these is kind of French. Francois Simard. Anouk Wissel and Johan Carl Wissel. Oh, I think two of them are married. So it's like a married couple and their friend. That's cool. Hmm. I like that. Are you sure they're not like related? Uh, well, I found out this movie a long time ago because of an interview with one of the directors. Okay. And I think I remember it, it was with, um, because it's two men and a woman. Yeah, Anouk Wassel is the <laughs> the woman director. And oh, okay. let's see. I think... I can't find out if they're related or not. When are they not <laughs> even related and they just have the same last name? Just kind of like as a coincidence. Oh, sh- <laughs> uh... <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, uh, write in if you know. Are these two um, married or related? All right. <laughs> Into the movie! Yay! What if they're both? What if they're both? <gasps> Shut the fuck up. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the whistles, okay? So this movie, it starts off with a voiceover of our main character, Davy, saying, even serial killers live next to someone, which is true. Yeah. I was a big fan of this uh, intro, um intro sequence of yeah mm, the suburbs can be scary too <laughs> uh in my opinion yeah the suburbs can be really scary i i'm someone where i actually really like living in a city i like being surrounded by people mm-hmm. and i you gotta lock your doors guys i'm sorry to tell you <laughs> yeah i was so surprised when i found out people don't lock their doors in America yeah, that same. much. Yeah. I guess, like, get out of the way. You've pretty much always lived in a city, right, Teresa? Yeah, I, I've only ever lived in, like, the suburbs, either when I was, like, super little mm-hmm. or for one year back in, like, third grade. Yeah. So, for the most part, I've been in apartments in the middle of the city. Yeah. I... I live and grew up in what's called a first ring suburb, which is literally like the first ring of suburbs, suburbs, suburbs around a city. So it's like what what they first made when people were kind of like moving out a little bit, but like still had to get to the city. So 
And like, mm-hmm. I'm still like really close to my neighbors and I can walk to a bunch of stuff. So I didn't have quite, like I didn't live in a cul-de-sac, but I know. I didn't know what a cul-de-sac was <laughs> until like fairly recently. I used to wish I lived <laughs> on a cul-de-sac because of Ed, Ed and Eddie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The cul-de-sac yeah. kids. Yeah. And then I also, this movie is really interesting because you probably know more about true crime than I do. I I dip my toe in every now mm-hmm. and then, but just out of like morbid curiosity, but I would never, I wouldn't say I'm a true crime fan. I just kind of like to know about things. And it's, it's really interesting mm-hmm. how many parallels, like I feel like they really did their research on existing cases and they they kind of predicted something that got revealed later which we'll get to oh yeah i'm curious i yeah i have some thoughts so i don't know if i said this yet but it is set in ipswich oregon june 1984 okay i'm actually looking up if ipswich is real right now i should have done this earlier (laughs) uh there's an ipswich in england so I guess it's a made-up place in Oregon. Are you sure it's like Cape May, or is that just the they, area? They they called it Cape May. Apparently, there is an Ips an Ipswich killer, but it's the Ipswich in England. So wow, it's weird though. If you put in Ipswich, Oregon, all you get are results about serial killers and murders, which is interesting. But it does oh. not appear that. Ipswich is a real place in Oregon. Yeah, I feel like it'd be sus to set it in a real place. Yeah, though it is funny that they called it Cape May. It's kind of, You can kind of tell it's made by Canadians because I don't know if they... I was really confused about the location of this the first time I watched it because mm-hmm. the only Cape May I know of is in New Jersey. Oh. So when I first watched this, I kind of was like... Oh, it's in New Jersey, but it doesn't have a New Jersey feel at all. It's very West Coast. Is it? Does it feel really West Coast? To me, definitely. Uh, I don't know. I don't have, like, knowledge of West Coast versus East Coast (laughs) suburbs. East Coast, West Coast. (laughs) Specifically suburbia, but... Yeah. Um, well, this was actually filmed in Vancouver, so it doesn't yeah. really matter at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so we start with our main kid, uh, Davey. He's mm-hmm. a 15-year-old paper boy. He's, you know, reiterating what Teresa already thinks, is that the suburbs are where the craziest shit happens. Mm-hmm. And he's delivering mail to this guy. We already meet him. Uh, he's, a, he's sus as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Mackey, who is a cop, and yes. he hasn't paid for his mail, and so he's like, hey, Davey, why don't you come in my house so I can give you the money, but also help me move some furniture into my basement. A wink? Yeah. Into my dark photo developing room. Just you and I. Yeah. And we'll go yeah. where you're... Tr- trapped behind the table if anything happens 
Oh yeah, there's also a mysterious door with a padlock in my basement, but you know, don't don't yeah. even don't even worry. Don't even worry about it. Oof. And then <laughs> I have <laughs> Mackie says one of the creepiest things to Davy. He says 15 is the perfect age and he wishes he could freeze it for him. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. I mean, they don't really like make it a mystery that he's no <laughs> well well that's this is the thing it's the whole time yeah but you're right it's like they're not like they're like oh this is our main suspect we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna try to deceive you yeah i mean they do a little bit i feel like they're like oh maybe he is wrong you know but we'll get to that yeah i, I really think it's cool and so, like you said, he has a photography dark room, and he bases with a padlock. And then mm-hmm. we cut to the kids at night playing Manhunt, which I've never played. Seems pretty I cool. It's basically s- hide and go seek, hide and go seek, but outside and with yeah. flashlights. Yeah, in the yeah, dark. I think that's a good way. In the dark, yeah, in in like bushes and shit. Yeah, I think that's a good way to describe it. And while Davy is hiding, he looks into Mackie's house and sees him with a ginger kid wearing an MTV shirt. Ah, uh, yes. Because the 80s are MTV's primest time. Yeah. And that MTV shirt comes back. Didn't think it was important. Mm. You just saw MTV shirt. You were like, yeah, we get it. It's the 80s. It's like, no, <laughs> there's importance. I'm telling you. <laughs> So that's, that's us. Yes. There's also an amazing line uh, that comes up about how vaginas are magical. These boys are very horny. (laughs) Dude, I literally have that note next. Yeah. So then we cut to the next day where, okay, so it's our main group of, thank God, only four main characters and one villain. I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> thing. I'm so happy. I'm like, yes, I can remember these people. Did you also immediately check the um runtime of this movie when you opened it up? Because I feel like every time I open up a movie now I'm like, okay, I gotta check the runtime. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm always expecting to see two hours, but no, this movie's only a hundred and six minutes and I, you know what? It uses every single one of those 106 minutes effectively, and I yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah. So the group of friends are, it's Davey, the main guy. He's like the conspiracy theory nut. Mm-hmm. There's the nerd who basically just looks like a 2020s art e-boy. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. His name's Faraday. There's the emo, hyper horny boy, Eats. And the large twenty-something-year-old named Woody. What? The, what? Why is he? He's, t- he's twenty-something. He's no, not no. They're all supposed to be fifteen, but I'm pretty sure all the other kids are played by actual teenagers. But I think I remember them saying he's actually played by an adult, which makes sense. Wait, really? <laughs> oh. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And they're all in a super awesome treehouse, which had me so fucking jealous. Yeah, with, with naked ladies on the wall. Yeah, it's really awesome. I I always wanted a treehouse growing up. I don't know about you. 
Wow, he is. He's older than us. He is older than us, yeah. And then all the other kids are younger than us. Yeah, so all the other actors were, like, teens. And then they have... The movie's like, no, they're all teens. But they also are constantly referencing the fact that Woody looks older than all of them. (laughs) And there's a good reason for that. He literally is. But Woody's also... He he plays it really well. He's a very sweet boy. Yeah, I, I loved him. I was, you know, his mom. Yeah, well, oh, his mom is, and so Eats is constantly making, like, an I fucked your mom or, like, mm-hmm. jokes. Like, Woody's like, could you stop talking about my mom? And he's like, what, would you rather I actually did it? And mm-hmm. just kind of, like, stuff like that. But then you see Woody's mom and she's actually really hot. And I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah, she's gorgeous and so sad. Such a hardworking single mother. She's, yeah, she's like a single mom. She's a nurse. She works really long hours, you know, and it's just, yeah, she's sweet. So, because when we first started, I was like, oh, what's Davy's thing? Because, like, all the other boys right off the back have mm-hmm. their own thing. And Davies is apparently the conspiracy theory kid. Like, he would probably, if this was set in 2020, he'd be on Reddit. But Reddit and the internet don't really exist yet. So he just has walls plastered with Worldwide Journal, which is like, um, I think it's the Daily Mail or something. You know the one, the magazine that has Batboy found? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that would be the Daily Mail. I feel like... It's more of a British thing, those, like, tabloid journals, I feel like. Really? Yeah. I used to remember as a kid, my, like, friend from England would always get these, um, I don't know, maybe it was their mom who would get them, but it was, like, always, like, my step, no, my father is my brother and my uncle (laughs) or something. (laughs) Or it'd be, like... I fucked a ghost and it turned out he was my dead grandpa. <laughs> like, what are these oh, articles dear. and I am six years old? Okay, so it's not the Daily Mail. It's Bat-, Bat Child Fountain Cave was Weekly World News and okay. honestly iconic. Yeah. But yeah, and so Weekly World News, but in this, I guess maybe that's copywritten, so they have worldwide journal oh, and we learn that we learn that his dad randall i will have words for randall later i'm severely disappointed in him. yeah okay the parents are are not good parents i understand it though because it's like i also have parents that's like they will believe probably any adult before they believe me especially when i was a kid Really? And I feel like that was also very true in the 80s. Oh, absolutely. Like, if I was... My parents barely believe me when I tell them stuff nowadays. Like, wow. My... Well, my... I know my mom would believe me at a drop of a hat. I'm not much of a liar, so... <laughs> Neither am I! <laughs> no, my parents just don't have... My parents just don't trust me. <laughs> uh... Like I said, Davy's 15, but his mom still tucks him in. Oh, it's cute. It is pretty cute. Um, And then the kids communicate with... I call them kids, but they're 15, but 
Yeah, they're kids. To me, they're kids. They're kids, yeah. Um, And they have, like, these really good walkie-talkies that they talk with. And I also really wanted walkie-talkies. Like, this is just me seeing all the shit that I wanted as a kid and didn't actually have. And I'm just like, (sighs) I wanted, like, and they can talk with the walkie-talkies from, like, pretty far away. Like, they're, that's legit. Did you watch, um, Stranger Things? Um, I watched... I knew we were going to have to talk about Stranger Things at some point, but yeah, I watched the first season and then (laughs) I just kind of like fell off. I'm really bad with TV shows. That's fair. Yeah. Well, what's up with kids in the 80s and having really sick walkie talkies and just being able to ride out and hang out in the middle of the night because I didn't have that luxury. Maybe because I grew up in a city, but... No, I grew up, I mean, city adjacent, but also. Maybe if you're, like, far enough away, but... Yeah, no, I've never had this life, this lifestyle (laughs) either. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would, like, hang out with my friends during the day and, like, this is sad. This is, like, my nature experience. So we would play in, so, like, two blocks down from my house, we would call it the creek, and it was mm-hmm. right behind the parking lot of the factory. It was a water drainage ditch. What was it? We were playing in, dis- oh, I'm going to say it correctly so you can't tease me. It was a water, got your ass, drainage ditch for rainwater. No, I know. Like, <laughs> we were like in it and we were like, we're in nature. We're explorers. And it's like, no, it's just where the dirty ass rainwater goes and where the older kids go to drink because it was like <laughs> full of smashed beer cans. I'm like, huh. It's like, oh, I didn't realize I was so out of touch with nature until I went to college. Because I would describe this thing to people, like people who grew up in like actual suburbs and were like, oh no, (laughs) oh, that ain't it. (laughs) A vacant lot is a dog park. (laughs) (laughs) It's a vacant lot. You take dogs there. That's a dog park. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Short start. (laughs) Yeah, so Davey is in love with his neighbor Nikki and spies on her and his other neighbors with binoculars. Yeah, you know, just a classic creepy kid. Yeah, you know, chill, chill. I don't know, Uh, there's a lot of, like, just spying her shits and giggles, but it's also, it's a little, uh, little creepy. (laughs) Oh no, it was definitely creepy. So me and my roommates were smoking on our balcony and there's Oh, I love that. There's um I guess like the apartments backyards in quotations. I don't really know what to call it, but it's basically like the where there's like a circle of apartments and you just see the back of all the apartments. And we were just Oh, chilling. you mean the dog park? Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> But it's just kind of like the area where they just keep the trash cans, you know? It has a specific name, but I don't know what it's called. But The dog park. (laughs) And (laughs) we were were just chilling. And then I was like, 
there's a guy in the window just staring at us. Of your friends like, yeah, he's been there for a minute. And I was just like... Oh, shit. I was just like, huh. Huh. And, and then, like, <laughs> I, I, like, wave at him. And then he turns off the lights. <gasps> you know he's still looking at you just in the dark. That's oh, what that's I'm awful. fucking saying. And then, like, it's just in the dark. I was like, I wonder if he's still there. It's like probably still there. Absolutely. And then, yeah, absolutely. But now he's also jerking it. No. And then like the lights yes. turn back on and he's he's there again. And then they go off again. <laughs> and then when we're leaving, I'm like I'm like waving goodbye just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I have no words. Yeah, no words either. Who knows if he was actually staring at us, but it was a little suspicious. <laughs> He was, and also he was sharpening a knife. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, so Davey wants to be the next Spielberg. I only mention this because, uh, as you know, this is an anti-Steven Spielberg's E.T. podcast. So, <laughs> and I feel the need to remind you of that constantly. And then we get teens on bikes. And, oh my god, I a very fitting and one of my favorite songs. It's Bananarama's Cruel Summer. It's a cruel, cruel summer. You know the song? No. I don't know half of these songs that you you reference in, in this podcast. <sighs> I'm just an old man. Yeah. But also, I like literally every style of music except for country. Mm -hmm. And even then, there's exceptions because I love Dolly Parton. I'm just... I really wish copyright laws didn't exist so I could just insert actual music into this, but (laughs) I have no money for suing. Yeah. So they're going to the bowling lanes, and again, um, we... There was only, like, one bowling alley kind of close not even that close to me and it was called thunderbird lanes because Mm -hmm. i live in pennsylvania and the thunderbird is real i'm telling you the thunderbird is real tell your friends okay do you know what the thunderbird is no i don't oh it's basically like i believe it comes from native american lore where it's just this giant bird and i i forget there's like Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. It might pick up kids, but I believe it's real because I've seen some big ass birds around here. And you're afraid of birds, so it fits right into I your am. fears. I, that's why I don't fuck with the Thunderbird. So I'm going to put it out there Thunderbird, I believe you're real. Please do not mess with me. <laughs> In case you're listening, giant bird. Um. He might. No, he's always listening, Teresa, please. <laughs> Yeah, did you did you go to any um bowling bowling alleys when you were a youth? So the closest bowling alley to me was like an hour away. So no. Like we did for like yeah. birthdays. But Oh yeah, yeah. That's it. I had um I had a bowling trophy. Oh. At one point. That's pretty that's like some lesbian energy of you. Well, real lesbian energy is on one of the first dates I ever went to. I was still a teen. Mm -hmm. So it was me, my girlfriend, her mom, and her brother, I think. And so we go bowling. And of course, I was like a little femme lesbian trying to be real cute. So I Mm -hmm. went bowling in a fucking dress like an idiot. Mm -hmm. But her mom was literally like 
a professional bowler. Like, she would bowl on, like, a team and stuff. And I showed up thinking, like, oh, I got a bowling trophy when I was a kid. It'll be great. I got fucking smoked. (laughs) I was also wearing a dress. So that wasn't the most conductive for bowling. Also, not to be rude to this mom or anything, but why would she smoke these poor children who are just trying to have a good time? She had to prove a point. She had to she had to let us know who was in charge. <laughs> Assert her dominance. <laughs> yeah. So the kids are at the arcade cabinet in the thing, smoking out the girls, and a very clever Easter egg for big nerdos is they have a Polybius game cabinet with an out of order sign on it. Oh, very clever. Very nice. You know you know the you know the Polybius lore. Yeah, why yes I do. Do you want to do you want to tell the people just a little bit, just a little snip? Uh, I think is it the, uh, well. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but now I'm nervous. It's the the oh, no, arcade game that um, if you play it, you want to kill yourself afterwards. Correct? Oh, I don't know if it's that serious. I think it's just like it was like there were reports of kids playing a video game and then like becoming nauseous because of it. Oh, but again, it's like seizure. Okay, who, yeah, seizures, right? That that was it. Who knows? Maybe the truth is somewhere in between. And Nikki is the DJ and she is living her Paris Hilton fantasy as a DJ. Yeah, oh no, I'm I'm it. sorry, Teresa. She's sliving. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> To teach the kids what does living mean? What's give us sliving? Oh yeah, so it took me so long to figure out what sliving <laughs> meant as I went through a huge deep dive in early quarantine of Paris Hilton's uh, Instagram. As one does. As one does. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a combination of silver and living. I thought it was slaying. And oh, living. it was. Sl- Today. Why, is, why would it be silver? You're, you're right. It is slang. Yeah. Oh, and since Nikki is DJing, I wonder if it's diagenic and if she is playing Cruel Summer by Bananarama, she has very good taste. Well, he says she's an amazing DJ, so... Mm-hmm. As all... I actually have the Cruel Summer um, radio station saved on Spotify. I was listening to it while walking my dog today. Also, it's she's meant good. to be... Um, 18 right yeah 17 18 she's going off to college yeah and he's 15 yeah we'll get to that later (laughs) yeah so the teens are still horny and that's basically it they're just setting up that they're more horny and it's like yeah we know don't worry so we cut back to we got davy and his parents with the tv dinners and you know the tv's very timely they're talking about the cold war which yeah. i say will never end teresa is the cold war still happening you know in our hearts and minds yeah i was gonna say like as a european and a formerly soviet country you know in our hearts and minds <laughs> <laughs> You still have your sickle above the door just in case. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> you said you did in the Noroi episode. This was that was a joke. <laughs> I mean, yes, it is true. Don't worry. I do have the sickle above the door. <laughs> this is Teresa, we don't make jokes here. Everything we say is true. Everything we've said is in fact facts. 
and please do not sue us. <laughs> yeah, and so the parents are gossiping a little bit, and they talk about how Nikki's parents are getting divorced. So Nikki is a DJ with divorced parents. Teresa, did you relate? <laughs> I was not expecting that comment. <laughs> Got you. Well, Got your ass. Um, yes and no. I feel like I related more to the violent nature of uh, Eats parents, but... Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, I see, I see. Yeah. Yeah, this movie, like, not only do suburbs have serial killers, also a lot of unhappy marriages, which, yeah, I can think of at least two of my neighbors that I grew up with whose parents got divorced, and, like, as a neighbor, you really don't know, and then all of a sudden, like, it happens one day, and you're like, huh, okay. Yeah. Curtains were invented for a reason. What he say? Curtains. Doors? Curtains. Oh, curtains. Yeah, so because Davy's dad is part of the news recording television program, he's a cameraman. That's what it is. Yeah. I was stalling till I could think of the <laughs> word. He gets a call that Davy listens in on because good old fashioned landlines, and it says that the Cape May Slayer has sent a letter to the Cape May Chronicle claiming that he has killed at least 13 teenage boys over the last decade and two adults. Yeah. And then he's way too excited about it. Oh, he thinks it's the best thing that's ever happened. Yeah, that was so weird to me. It was like, if a, if a serial killer was on the loose killing my demographic, I would not be leaving the house mm-hmm. for the next five months. And then the kids are like, the other three boys are literally on like the complete opposite end where they're like, Dude, that's never going to happen to us. Is it not 15-year-old boys living in the same area as a fifteen year- <laughs> as a teenage boy serial killer? Is it really not going to happen to you? And they're like, it's so boring here. We're never going to get serial killed. It don't work like that, my man. Also, gee, yeah, I sure hope so. <laughs> yeah, they take literally no precautions. In fact, they're like, I want to get serial killed. And what doesn't, if something like that was happening in my neighborhood, my mother would be like, all right, you are not leaving my sight ever. (laughs) Yeah. That's also what's very West Coast, because, you know, that's where a lot of the serial killers were. Yeah, fair. (laughs) It's not fair. It's just kind of facts. Okay. So they go to the library and we get some good old fashioned microfiche searching. Mm-hmm. And this is like the first time I write down that Faraday totally has 2020 art boy fashion. <laughs> With his fucking like George Costanza glasses and like his pattern button up shirts. I'm like, you just look like every other boy at art school. Yeah, I, I didn't notice it. But now that you're saying it, yeah, kind of. He also looks like Chicken Little. He really looks like that's like that's what I noticed. I, 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 fucking... He looks like that vine where he's like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stop saying that I look like Chicken Little. I don't look like Chicken Little. He's a coward <laughs> or something. It's it's like what's um the graph with like the two circles that overlap it's like on one it's like chicken little and then on the other half it's like art school boy and then in the middle they the overlap in the middle is fucking huge 
Oh my god, you're right. You could put so many boys in that in that Venn diagram. Half of the people we went to art school with. Exactly. Boys, <laughs> girls, otherwise, they all fit in that list. You know who I'm specifically thinking of? Absolutely, I do. Say his name, I'll edit it out. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I knew it! <laughs> okay, I'll edit it out. I'll put like a little bleep sound effect over that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we get our first kind of is it a red herring? Is it not? But it, it shows how Davy kind of like jumps to conclusion mm-hmm. because when they're playing Manhunt, this kid Sammy doesn't show up. And when they go to their house, like his door is locked and it seems like no one's there, but their car is still there. Hmm. Suspicious. Suspicious. Agenda. <laughs> That's a reference for literally only one person listening to this. Hi, Molly. All right. And then the next day, uh, Davies made himself a classic PB&J with a glass of milk. And on the milk carton, this is something that never existed while either of us were alive, I don't think. But yeah, but it's always kind of like still referenced in the culture. So he has a milk carton and he sees that the missing kid on it is the same redhead ginger kid with the MTV shirt that mm-hmm. he saw in Mackie's house. Yes. Vicious. And also, um, I wrote down that um, he is making the driest peanut butter and jelly sandwich I have ever seen. How do you make it more moist? Well, he's just like, he literally does like, he just like puts it a little bit of peanut butter in the center and spreads it so thin and it doesn't even go to the crust. And then he does the same with the jam. It made me so mad as, <laughs> as an avid peanut butter eater. For those of you that don't know, Teresa's father is actually Gordon Ramsay, so she she knows what she's talking about. Don't even worry. I've never cooked in my entire life. Teresa, it's in your blood. (laughs) My father is not Gordon Ramsay. You can't prove otherwise. (laughs) You know, speaking of my dad in the Cold War. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) This is very important. Go on. Um, my dad uh, was showing me pictures of like him walking around Prague that the the like KGB like KGB spies were taking of him. <gasps> That's awesome! Oh yeah. <laughs> Damn, this makes me really want to have us watch. All my spots are already filled up for the wheel this week, but maybe next week. There's um. I forget, I think it's Polish, this movie called Possession. It also takes place during the Cold War. But actually, mm. like, they actually use the Berlin Wall in it. <laughs> and, like, they have footage of, like, actual KGB agents from, like, over the wall that they just put in their movie. And I love it. <laughs> That's really cool, actually. Yeah. Uh, maybe next time it'll find a spot on the wheel. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so Eats is, Eats. Eats is the horny emo boy. He has an older <laughs> brother who works at the hardware store, and he says that Mackie goes in every week to buy a hundred pounds of dirt, allegedly, for his garden. Yeah. And, and earlier, uh, I, we, I forgot to bring it up, but earlier, um, when they were playing, um, hunt, oh, what is it? I was going to call it Hunt Man. Um, Manhunt, you know, man, just flip, man it, hunt, flip it and reverse you. it. Um, yeah, don't worry. I got you. <laughs> he uh and he's oh no not when they were playing manhunt when he was playing when he went to get the money for the mail and he was mm. like 
whoa, that's a lot of dirt. What do you need dirt for? I would like to put in that the first thing I wrote was dirt buries people. (laughs) Dirt. Dirt sure does bury people, Teresa. (laughs) Dirt sure does bury people. Yes, so I was one step ahead of this boy in this movie, you know? Little known fact, dirt actually serves no other purpose than to bury people. (laughs) Not many people know that. (laughs) If you use dirt for anything else, you're a fucking noob. (laughs) You gotta get good at dirt. Yeah, only use it for corpses. And I like it because... um, fucking Faraday is like he he fucking rose him he's like yeah he buys all that dirt but his garden doesn't even look good Ooh, got him roasted roasted garden roast okay and at this point Davy is 110% convinced that Mackie is the killer and he's like trying to get all his friends on board and he's you know what he's making really good points he's like because everyone's like no maggie can't be a killer he's a cop and here in 2020 we're like so he's even more of a killer yeah it's like Like, he's even more likely to be a killer (laughs) i mean acab baby but like but even historically i mean so like the golden state killer used to be a cop like i think it was um who's a really big guy ed kemper i think he used to like go to like cop bars and buddy up to them mm-hmm. i think john wayne gacy was also friends with cops it's like serial killers are known to either like be work either work with law enforcement or like buddy buddy up to them yeah and, i mean it's a great cover up. oh absolutely because then you also kind of like learn how they Mm -hmm. do things how to get around them like what they're currently focusing on yeah but also acab for sure yeah and they come up with opera and so after like making his very good points davy gets his pals along for operation mac attack (laughs) yes where they spy on him for a few weeks yeah like they make a list of his schedule like when he wakes up like he always wakes up at a certain time he Mm -hmm. gardens a lot like but his garden still looks like trash and (laughs) (laughs) they steal his mail they do steal his mail they also go through his trash and blame it on raccoons there's a lot of blaming on raccoons the poor the poor trash pandas oh i love raccoons i when i was i was walking through the local auto shop parking lot near my house and it was the first time i ever saw a raccoon in my entire life and i was so excited and i told everyone and they were like you saw a raccoon during the day and they were like that's probably rabbit i'm like i don't care if it was rabbit it was my first raccoon it was so cute like it literally took me a minute to recognize i was like damn that's a fat cat and i was like it's a raccoon they're so fucking cute I've never seen a raccoon. I've seen a bear. Ever seen a raccoon? You, you've seen a bear? What kind yeah, of bear? Yeah, I've seen a bear. Like a brown bear. Like um, they're they're really... Oh, I don't know. But they was in New Jersey, you know? Uh, in New Jersey? Yeah, they're really common. I guess I've never been far enough outside of the city to see a bear. Yeah. Oh, and then this is when we learn that Woody is a good son to his mommy because... He wants to sleep over at Davy's, but he has to go home to get his stuff. And his mom, she's so pretty and so sad. And she's in her nurse's mm-hmm. outfit. 
And she's crying on the couch with the alcohols. Mm -hmm. And Woody makes sure she lays down and puts a blanket on her. Oh, he's such a good boy. He is such a good boy. And then they just steal his the mom's car. You know what? Uh, uh, she's <laughs> sleeping. She's fine. She doesn't need it. <laughs> but Davy is expecting Woody to come back over. But instead, who comes a knock, 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 and Teresa? <gasps> oh, this the the DJ girl, divorce DJ girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, so Teresa comes over. Yeah, so I come over. <laughs> She's blonde too, blonde and She's, skinny and skinty. Yeah, yeah, but I'm no longer blonde. That's true. Yeah, but so Nikki comes over. Um, Davy's parents are out on date night, so they're like hanging out, being cool. She's like, "You're the only one in this shithole suburb I still like," and all that stuff. Which- and Nikki used to be his babysitter. Which I was like, okay, she seems a little suspicious. Why would she be interested in a 15-year-old boy? Like, Oh, you found her suspicious. That's interesting. Yeah, I was like, if it's not, like, if they do some weird, like, flip, like some weird twist, and it wasn't going to be Mackie that's the killer, I'm like, it's going to be her. Oh, that's interesting. That's cool. I didn't even think about that. Even though she's only 18 and the killer has been operating for 13 years, so she would have had to have started oh. murdering when she was five. Hey. Unless she's lying about her age, like yeah. Woody. Uh, yeah. Though she actually, yeah. I think she actually does look 18, so. Yeah. No, yeah. she looks She looks her age. I don't know. It was just like, I just, I don't know if I would just because like, the last movie I watched in the suburbs like this with a girl who is a little too interested in a younger boy was the Netflix movie, The Babysitter. Oh, we should do that. I hear that's good. I haven't seen it. It's okay. <laughs> no, not good? Well, it's, we'll find it's out. It's fine. Like, it's okay. <laughs> I want to see it. See it. Yeah, but his parents come back home from date night and she sneaks out the window and then hard cut to some teen we don't know with a haircut similar to Davy's leaving his friend's house at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, you know, you leave your friend's house, you're gonna walk home, but you don't see anything, you just hear footsteps and the kid's like looking around all nervous mm-hmm. and then he begins to run Poor, poor boy. Yeah, he gets fucking yoinked and driven away. I have in my notes, who is this big-nosed boy? <gasps> Listen, as someone who comes from a big-nosed family, <laughs> I I did not notice his big nose, so. Well, he's like, I never, I never remember the names <laughs> of people, so my notes are just fat boy, <laughs> emo boy, nerd boy, main boy. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I didn't notice his nose. I was so drawn to like, ooh, his haircut is similar to Davy's and that it kind of looks like kind of like a beetle-ish bowl cut, Justin Bieber swept to the side kind of dealy, you know? Mm, he, I was thinking he kind of looked like Yandere Simulator. Like the Yandere dev. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I do not. Who <laughs> <laughs> looks like the Yandere Simulator developer. <laughs> That's what I was thinking when I saw it. 
<laughs> okay, I put a pic of that in the chat so I can see. And I guess I uh, people listening at home, I guess, look it up. Um, you're welcome, or I'm sorry. I don't really know which. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, but then after that teen is forcibly driven away in a car, we then cut to these teens in a car. And none of them have their fucking license. But from what I heard, back in the day, no one really gave a shit about licenses. But whatevs. So the teens are in the car. It's Woody's mom's car, as Teresa said. And because Woody... Mm -hmm. Like, they literally acknowledge it. They're like, you look like you're fucking 30. Just drive. And (laughs) Woody's actor is actually an adult. So it makes sense. He can actually drive this car. Almost. What do you mean? He's almost 30. Nowadays, yeah. The actor is almost 30. Nowadays. But that was also like, it was only two years ago. So he was 25 at the time. (laughs) So they go to the hardware store where previously mentioned uh, Kyle, Eats' brother, is working. And he buys, and I quote, a lot of dirt and a fucking pickaxe. Yep. If it wasn't incriminating enough. And everyone's like, he's a cop. It couldn't be him. It's like, he's a cop and he has a fucking pickaxe. So they're tailing Mackie to see what he's doing, but they lose track of him and they're about Mm -hmm. to get pulled over by another policeman and they're very nervous it's Mackie, but it's not. It's Officer Cole, one of the only black people in this entire town, and he's very kind. (laughs) Wait, isn't, isn't, um... Wood's mother, African-American. Oh. Oh, I don't know. I'm looking at her now, and apparently she's a former Miss America. She's very pretty. (laughs) She's fucking beautiful. She is really pretty. Oh, no, she's Puerto Rican and Dominican. Oh, good for her. I know um, there's, like, Afro-Latinas, so maybe. But, yeah, everyone fucking loves Woody's mom. She's hot, she's kind, she's a nurse, and Officer Cole's like, I can't fucking arrest you because how will I look your mother in the eyes during church? And you know what? Amen. Yeah, it's fair. That's a that's a good, um, good excuse. Yeah, but also it's like, it's just four kids driving very slowly in a car. It's like, I if they were speeding and, like, drinking, that'd be something else, but he's like... These are just four dumb kids that just wanted to get to the store faster to get snacks because that's the excuse they came up with. And it's like, it's the 80s. He's friends with their mom. He's like, eh, just go. So that's awesome. But it is pretty tense. Did you think that the cop was going to be Mackie coming up or did you knew they were going to do like a bait and switch? Yeah, I thought it was pretty, pretty obvious it wasn't going to be Mackie. All right, work. (laughs) this whole movie because it's like Teresa I know you're so good at like knowing and being able to predict what's happening I'm just like man I hope I get Teresa at least a little bit with this oh man we cut to Mackie just being the creepiest of creeps he's just a fucking adult in a lawn chair watching children play sports in the street and then offering them freezy pops I... I don't like I don't like it. I don't like it one goddamn bit, Teresa. It's very suspicious. It's fucking creepy. I don't I don't care if it's the 80s. I don't He's just sitting there watching it like it's a fucking sports game. It's like don't appreciate it. So I don't like that analogy. I'm sitting there watching it like it's a sports game. 
That's what he was doing. He was like, he's like, this is my entertainment. This is my weekend. This is my weekend entertainment. I just watch children play in the street. And it's like, no, sir. No, sir. That's creepy. You can't fucking do that. Especially if none of them are your kids. He's just like the TV even profiles it. And like Davey points it out. They're like, oh, the killer is most likely a white man in his 30s to 40s living alone. Mm -hmm. That's Mackie. That's him. (laughs) <laughs> but he's a cop yeah. so he can't be a killer and it's like no you fool he's a cop so he is a killer mm, yeah and also like oh no my dad goes fishing with him yeah oh my god that's what Nikki said it's like what you think a serial killer doesn't have friends god they're fucking charismatic that's like part of well some of them are but like that's like part of how they get away with it for so long yep. they even say earlier it's like well why would he choose now to send a letter to a news thing and it's like he's bored well he's been doing it for 13 years and hasn't been caught like he he wants to raise the fucking stakes he's like y'all seriously not gonna catch me damn after that the kids the kids are in the treehouse and they're passing around whiskey (laughs) and they're all making funny faces about how it's gross and my favorite is eats's because he's like you're all pussies and he drinks it and you can see him so hard trying not to make a gross out face it's so funny mad respect you know i don't know i'm like that 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 i was that kid i'm telling you eats was me (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay, okay. The truth has come out. <laughs> Teresa is Eats, not Nikki. Well, maybe you're kind of like a combination of them. No, I, I, I hate to break it to you as much as like maybe visually uh, I'm Nikki, but uh, internal, uh, <laughs> internally, internally you are Eats. <laughs> I love that. That's fun. <laughs> Oh, I love that for you, you little stupid emo boy. You little stupid horny emo boy. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh Wow, I just outed myself. You really did. But so Davey gets his friends to go back to Sammy's house to check it out again. When Davey tries the door this time, it's unlocked. Mm -hmm. And he's like, this shit wasn't like this before. So they go in, they're peering around. The light's not working. They see a bunch of fucking trash. And then, phone jump scare. Yep. Did it get you? Mm, no. Most of the jump right. scares didn't get me. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, well, because then, Nikki jump scare! Where they're reaching for the light switch, and then Nikki's hand jumps out and turns it on. And yep. turns out nothing suspicious is actually happening there because... Sammy's family actually just took an RV up to the lake house and she's cat sitting and they made yep. a fucking mess. <laughs> yep. On to the next plan to catch a serial killer because <laughs> we're 15 year old boys. <laughs> yeah, well, Davey finds like a kind of shitty walkie talkie from before they got their banging ass mm-hmm. walkie talkies. And during Manhunt, they set it up. It's one of those things where it's like you have like ivy going up the side of your house on. A yeah, trellis. you know, that's the what horny boys climb to get up to their girlfriends in movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the <laughs> movies, yeah. They set up the shitty walkie-talkie up there, um, but before they can fucking run away, Mackie opens his window and Davy's right there and he just yells shit and <laughs> runs away and... You know what? It's all I don't he could have done. He could have just been done. like, oh, hello, and then left, but... He yelled shit, which I thought was super suspicious, when just before he was like, 
yeah, it's okay. <laughs> we'll just act like we're playing a game. And then he sees it and he's like, shit. And I'm just like, you just outed yourself, bro. Yeah, that's true. Because immediately after, um, shit, I totally forgot. So actually, while they're setting up the walkie-talkie, um, I think like Eats and Faraday are like looking into Mackie's window and they see that he has a fuck ton of sheen of bleh, of cleaning shit, blood on his shirt. Like, he has, like, gloves on, he's got bleach, and then he goes mm-hmm. down to the basement, and his fucking basement windows are blacked out, which should probably be illegal, because I feel like that automatically means you're doing some fuck yeah, shit Yeah, that's a good there. point. It's like how uh, having tinted car windows on the driver's side is illegal. Yeah, but then the next night when... I don't know if it's the next night, but basically Davy's doing his spying Mm -hmm. and it's like super fucking creepy because Davy looks at Mackie and Mackie is looking right back at him with binoculars. Yes. And he's just, he knows. Oh, he knows. Yeah. He's, he tells his friends, he's like, I don't know if he knows y'all are into it, but he definitely knows I'm onto him yeah. because not only is he looking at him, but like when he turns away, he has the fucking walkie talkie in his windowsill. Yep. Yep. Suspicious. Suspicious. Okay. And then he's like, all right, I'm gonna need y'all to help me out even more because this, this serial killer absolutely knows I know. That he knows. Yeah. That I know. He's fucking killing boys. He's fucking... <laughs> Poor boys. He knows that I know that he knows that I know that he knows he's killing boys. Poor I'm boys. telling you. <laughs> yeah. So we're doing, again, we got another We got another operation where we're, the boys are splitting up. Where Davy and Eats are gonna <laughs> tear up his garden and once more blame it on raccoons because, I mean, it is suspicious. He has a very human sized hole, and as Teresa said, you only use dirt for covering bodies. There's literally no other reason you would use dirt. Yeah. Gardening? Pfft. Never heard of her. Never heard of her. But you know what Faraday said? No matter how much he gardens, his gardens still look like trash. And you know what? He co- he really got him with that one. Yep. He's never going to recover from that diss. All right. And then Woody and Faraday are following Mackie on his run. And they follow him to like a fucking storage garage, kind of like in Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> ironically, Chicken Little, Faraday, calls woody chicken and makes woody look under the garage door and he sees he calls it noah but because faraday is the smart one he writes it down later it's capital n lowercase a capital o h and Mm -hmm. it says it's sodium hydroxide and it's used for decomposing roadkill Mm. it's already they already know that Mackie has two cars. He has his police cruiser in another car. Now he has a fucking third car. This man, this single man, this single white man in the 80s has a house and three cars. And he's a serial killer. Yep. What the fuck? You know, it was a different time. You could be a serial killer and have three cars. Whereas, like, now you work at Wendy's. And barely can afford a car. You know, 
different times. Yeah, nowadays I'm just a single homicide killer and I just ride a bird scooter. <laughs> I just lie him to my murders. <laughs> you lie him to your murders. <laughs> They'll never catch you. <laughs> no. Just imagine like, what? Anyone can use a lime. It's a perfect um, getaway. <laughs> but I'm imagining like a high-speed police chase where you're just on a little scooter with like your faint middle finger up going, y'all never catch me, coppers. <laughs> but yeah, the boys are digging up the dirt and Woody and Faraday are trying to walkie them that like, bro, Mackie's coming back, but they're being stupid and they literally dug dirt over their own walkie-talkies. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're not the brightest. No, but they're also teenage boys, so you know yeah. what you're gonna do. Yeah. The dumbest breed. Just teenagers, period. Like, I wasn't fucking smart. I'm still not yeah. smart. God damn. But I think we're just overall not smart. Yeah. I mean, ain't that what I said? Okay. But here we have Chekhov's lockpick because since there's nothing in the dirt, they he has like this very nice uh, shed and eats pits as a lock. And it's pretty funny because uh, Davy's like, how the fuck you do that? And he's like, I'm good at working the hole. <laughs> Mad respect. Just one of the many classic horny eats lines. Yeah. You love to see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, apparently you just got to put it in, jiggle it around, you know? I feel like it's not that easy. <laughs> Listen, Summer of 84 told me it was, and that's all I'm going to go base it on, so. <laughs> Have you, so I've recently fallen down a rabbit hole of lockpicking videos. There's a whole, like, YouTube channel of this guy who just lockpicks different types of locks. That's, that's pretty It's not cool, very actually. exciting, if I'm being perfectly honest, but... You know. <laughs> I like, because I've also been going down a YouTube hole lately, but it's just bad X Factor auditions. Wow, that does sound amazing. It's so fun. I'll send you some links. I Is it like the ones it's... where, uh, honey, you've got a big storm coming? Is it like that? No, it's like this brother act, and there's like one brother and like a wife in like a muscle top like actually saying good like dun, 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 dun. and then his brother next to him is like yeah whoa <laughs> and it's so fucking funny wow yeah. me and my friends used to watch uh old, like bad audition tapes and i'll never forget like she made the sickest like remix for one of them <laughs> <laughs> oh, i love that yeah, that's some good shit. Oh, my favorite thing, though, is there was, like, this Irish kid who, like, actually was a really good singer. And, and don't worry, he made it through. But his accent was so thick that he was singing and he couldn't pronounce THs. So he's like, all the things that we never said. And it's like, this he's singing beautifully. And it's a really touching song. But then he just goes, all the things. <laughs> and you're like, oh, but you're also kind of laughing. It's fun. We have fun. <laughs> We have fun here. But speaking of bloody gingers, hey! <laughs> it's okay. I'm Irish. I'm allowed to make fun of them. No, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know the fucking rules. But yeah. <laughs> they pick the lock and he goes in and he finds the ginger kid's MTV shirt and has fucking blood and like puncture wounds on it. That's right. 
Is this vagina jump scare? Vagina jump scare? No, this isn't vagina jump scare. We'll get to that. This is Woody jump scare where he goes, what are you kids doing? And because he's an actual grown adult, they freak out, but nah, it's just him. Yeah. So the boys, you know, they put all their evidence together, the bloody shirt, the sodium hydroxide, all that shit. Dave's like, all right, time to get the, get, get the adults involved. Mm-hmm. And, oh boy, uh, Randall, his father, sure does drop the ball on this one because they give him all the evidence and Randall's like, how fucking dare you? This man is a cop and you're going to apologize to him. And, oh my god, my skin wanted to fall off of my body at this point. It was awful. Wow. I didn't have that big of an visceral reaction. I just was like, man, these parents are stupid. Dude, imagine, like, being almost certain that this man is a fucking serial killer of kids your age. Yeah. And your parents are like, all right, grab all your evidence and we're going to go tell the serial killer what you've found and make you fucking targets. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, oh, Randall. Oh, Randall, my father. I guess you want me killed? Great, I mean, great. again, they don't. I feel like the parents want their kids chip killed, yes, because they don't react like they don't, you know, set a curfew for their kids to maybe not be out late when there's a serial killer on the loose, or that's they, true. They don't really uh, even entertain that maybe their child is so afraid of this serial killer or th- that he is. If even if it's not true, he's thinking it's right next door to him, you know, like, right. I don't know. I think it's just bad parenting. Yeah. And then Randall has literally undone all of their hard work. And of course, because Mackie is a charismatic child murderer, you know, he just laughs it off, says, oh, the, the guys at the station are going to love <laughs> this. And he claims that the ginger kid was his nephew, Jamie, even mm-hmm. though he had previously said he doesn't have family nearby. Suspicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Davy even calls him out on that. Oh, Davy, Davy, Davy has no fucks at this point. Davy's like, well, I'm going to die. I'm just going to. And it's, yeah. I love Davy. My young teenage son. Yeah, but the boys at this point, they're like, all right, we got caught. This shit's done. It's too fucking heavy. We're out. Also, Randall's a fucking narc, and so he's going to tell on all the kids, and Mm -hmm. Davey is fucking grounded. But you know what? He's grounded, but he gets a chance to practice his lock picking. Yep. And the parents still just leave him home alone. It's true. It's like they literally leave. He actually leaves the house to go to Nikki. That's how much, like, his parents are like, all right, you're grounded, but also we're going to go into the city deuces. And he's like, all right, well, my pseudo kind of maybe girlfriend just called me over. And so we're going to talk about sad shit. Bad parenting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And this is where Nikki says she's going to Stanford, which is a college, I believe. Is it an Ivy League college? Maybe. Sounds like it. <laughs> we went to art school. Fuck, we know about real college. Dude, we went to, like, basically the Ivy League of art schools. Oh, shit, did we? Because it did not feel like it. 
Ah, speaking of uh, this being West Coast, it is Stanford in California. Stanford is in California. So. Woohoo! We got a fact! It's a fact! We got a fact! <laughs> We're so smart. Yeah, and, and y'all thought we had no facts in this podcast. There you go. That's one of them. <laughs> Stanford in California. Maybe you already knew Boom. that, but this bitch didn't. <laughs> I mean, neither of us did. Fuck. <laughs> Listen, I live on the East Coast and you don't even live in America. How are we expected to know what goes on over there? Yeah. Okay. And so the next day, you know, our boy Davey's still on. Our boy Davey's so grounded, but once again, his parents aren't fucking there. So, you know, it's just up on him to keep his grounded. But Mackie knocks on his door and the camera, like, zooms in on his gun and it's like, Damn, he might kill me right now. Just right now. But Yeah, this scene is super tense. I can't there was a lot of moments in this movie where it's like, oh, he's gonna like just just do it, huh? But then he doesn't until yeah. he finally does. But yeah. then he doesn't. Does he? Or does he? <sighs> Boom. Alright, let's keep this shit going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's like can I help you, man? I just want to, like, bury the hatchet. Wink! And, like, it's being super creepy and it's trying to get, like, close to Davy. But Davy, yeah. again, he has no fucks left to live. And he's like, well, you said you were gonna kill your... Not kill... <laughs> 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 That's what we call a Freudian slip, my guys. He said <laughs> you were going to call your nephew... I don't know if you can yeah. hear the finger quotes or not. Jamie. And... Can you do that now? Because Davy was like, no, 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 Mackie. You cannot enter my house. I have a long cord on our landline. Allow me to get it. But while he's getting the fucking phone, Davy, not Davy, Mackie comes in anyway. I Ooh! know. <laughs> That's just a bad sign in general. If, if, the, if you say don't enter my house and a bitch enters your house, even if it's just the front, like, two feet in your house that's too far that's too far it's too far but smartly davy grabs a fucking knife and i love him and Mm -hmm. the landline cord is very long so he gives it to him Mm -hmm. and so davy's like oh you know they're in seattle and it's like oh your nephew's in seattle mackie how come only your nephew came to visit and not his mom or anything yeah Hmm. that's even if it was your nephew still suspicious thus Vicious. Yeah. And he's like, up, not hanging up, not picking mm-hmm. up, you know, uh, uh, Jamie uh, or Jared. Shit, what fake name did I give him? Doesn't matter. Basically, <laughs> he, he has um, football, baseball, baseball, you know, some kind of sports. Yeah, some kind of sports practice happening right now. I'll, I'll try again later. Yeah, don't even worry. And Davey's like, all right, bitch. We're going to call her ID this shit. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking call the operator, cause what is, he does this smart ass fucking move where as soon as Mackie leaves, he's like, hey, operator? What was the last number called? And what's really fucked up is that Mackie is actually one of their emergency contacts on their refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's a but cop. Cause that's there. Fuck that shit. I don't. <laughs> In this climate, I'm like, oh, he's a cop? Climate, oh, then he's definitely murdered. Cops. Yeah. 
the operator's like, your last call was blah, blah, blah. And he looks at it and he's like, this son of a fucking bitch literally thought he could just call himself and get away with it. Davy's like, I cannot stand this child murdering hoe. Yep. we Dude, he's so smart. Yeah, I would not have thought of that. Dude, Davy is like, I mean, I guess he's kind of like a final girl, but he's a final boy, you know? Like, Oh, he is a final boy. You're right. He's fucking awesome. All right, where we go? Where we go? Uh, after that, he's like, no, this man is super suspicious. I don't fucking care that I'm grounded. We are gonna, at their, have it this whole time they were setting up, like, a state fair, right? Bay Festival, yeah. Yes. So he's like... Uh, e-boy, art boy, you're gonna, um, watch him at the festival. Emo boy. Wait, wait, wait. What? I'll let you get back to this, but real quick, before the festival, so the festival was initially going to be called off because of an actual serial killer on the loose. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Just after, yeah, so uh, on the TV, Mackie makes a claim, and what is that, Teresa? They found the killer. Oh, wow, they found the killer, wow! Just after he had spoken to Davy, being like, don't worry, I'll find the killer. This sick son of a yeah. bitch. Oh, yeah, he's, like, trying to be, like, this fucking pedophilic asshole piece of shit. Don't worry, young man I want to murder. I'm definitely going <laughs> to catch him for you. And Davy's like, I'm going to fucking get your ass, you mm-hmm. stupid hoe. But yeah, they're like, well, the K-May killer has been got, and the arresting officer is this child murderer. Now we can Mm -hmm. have the fair. All right, so go back to explaining their plan. I just had to get that out of the way. Okay, yeah. So, uh, the um, nerd e-boy art boy is gonna (laughs) go to the fair and watch if he's gonna leave the fair early or anything. And... The sad, horny boy is going to wait outside uh, near to the at house. The bus stop. At the bus yeah. stop. He's like the midway point. Yeah. And then fat boy and Aww. main boy <laughs> are going to um, investigate the house and the basement. Yeah, and so when Davy's parents are like, okay, we're going to be festival, he's like, come on, guys, let me go. I'll be grounded after. Because, you know, he's he, they can't know he wants to stay behind. They're like, sorry, bud, you shouldn't have caught a serial killer. <laughs> Randall. Yeah, fucking why would you leave your... Okay. You know what? I don't know. Yeah. They're like, boys be lying. It's like, about a serial killer? Uh, I don't think so. You're right. All the boys are in place. Davy's got mm-hmm. his dad's camcorder, and originally Woody was just supposed to wait outside, but he goes in with him to mm-hmm. go in. Oh, and what I like is I haven't mentioned this before, but because there's a synth band at the festival, I wonder mm-hmm. if maybe it's the synth band that did this awesome soundtrack because this is what I was missing with the thing. I wanted my '80s synth soundtrack, and this movie gave it to me in full. Yeah, it had, like, that sort of slasher flick soundtrack. And that for once, I noticed the music as well. <laughs> Yay! Welcome, welcome. Yeah, we love synths. Yeah. Oh, also, we get an awesome line. 
fuck off, Kyle. (laughs) Incredible. Woody and Davy break into Mackie's house, and we get another Nikki jump scare where she's banging on the window and freaks them the fuck out, but then she joins them because she's like, well, if you're wrong, you're wrong, but if you're right, you caught a serial killer, so I'm gonna join you. Yep. And they investigate the house, and nothing seems out of the ordinary until they go to the basement And what do they find in the basement? Well, before that, they get a walkie-talkie jump scare from Faraday at the thing because all that dirt and all that gardening thing. Oh, yeah. Apparently, it was allegedly for a peer beautification project. And Faraday pushes his nerd glasses up and goes, all right, that's it. I'm calling it. He fucking walkies them and says, this shit's over. Everything's wrong. Fuck, Fuck you, stupid hoes. But they're already in the basement, so they're like, well, we we at least gotta check out this creepy-ass padlock door. Yep. Davy picks the lock, but bef- before we can see what's in it, then we get the vagina jump scare, because what's-his-face? Eats is, like, sitting on the bus bench mm-hmm. with his headphones, listening to punk music, mm-hmm. looking, keeping an eye out for Mackie, and then Faraday jumps out shouting vagina. Yep. And I just, I like it. Yeah. Vagina! Vagina. Yeah, but Faraday basically is like, all right, bruh, this shit's over. And Eats is like, all right, my parents are probably going to kill each other, so can I sleep over at your place? So all of the checks and balances are gone because Faraday and Eats have bounced. So now it's just the three kids mm-hmm. in the basement. Yep. And Davy is utilizing the whole technique Eats taught him. Mm-hmm. And he unlocks the door while uh, Woods is videoing everything. Yeah. Yeah, because they're like, these fucking adults don't believe a goddamn word we say, but if we get it on tape, they'll have to. Exactly. And I have to say, yeah. at this part, I was like, haha, this movie is like super cool, super funny, Goonies vibes. And then, and this, I feel like it was at this part, I was like, oh, now I understand why this is a horror movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. At this point, did the thought ever come to you, like, after they, after Faraday called it quits, said the shit's over, did at any point you think maybe Mackie wasn't the killer? Uh, no. I feel like at this moment, it was like... There, I was more afraid of, like, what they were going to find when they open up that thing. I was like, oh, God, I don't want to see some, like... I was expecting... To be honest, I was expecting, like, more of a jump scare than what we got. So I had my eyes yeah. covered. I was like, no. <laughs> no. But... Wait, so... No. He opens the door, and then what did they enter, Teresa? No. They see a bunch of Polaroid photos of... No, 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 no. Okay. We'll get to that. No, because first they enter a very old looking bedroom. Oh, okay. Still the- Full of- The, the, we're- Yeah, because they enter the first room, which is what they assume is like a recreation of Mackie's childhood bedroom. Yes. With baseballs and photographs. And a horse blanket. Oh, was it? Oh, see, yep. nothing, yeah, nothing good comes with horses. No, yeah, because 
they're like, oh, was this shit always here? But um, Nikki's like, this this development wasn't even here that long ago. And she just has a line. She's like, the suburbs are fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Which is true. It's very true. Yeah. But then they open the second door. And in that, behind a shower curtain, what do they see, T-Bone? They see a bunch of pictures. And... A decomposing pictures body. Of what? Oh, <laughs> God damn it! I'm sorry, I'm not very they good see with pictures suspense. Of, yeah, <laughs> I'm like I'm trying to like build the mood up. All right, so they see Polaroids of what? Of the bo- of the missing boys. Yeah, in well, it's only it's only one of the boys. They see Polaroids of I believe the ginger kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, very sadly. In <laughs> at this point, it's it, they say. They call Mackie Wayne a lot because mm-hmm. that's his first name. So in Wayne's old bedroom. And then they look a little further down. What do they see in the tub tree? So then they see a uh, decomposing ginger boy. Yeah. Just taking a little bath, you know? And then. Ooh, he, with like what? part of his skull exposed, like in House of Wax. Oh, he's got his little. I'm just always trying to see how. <laughs> I'm just always trying to see how many House of Wax references I can put in. Yeah, and then uh, Yandere Dev grabs one of the kids' legs. This is a serious fucking moment. And you're like... I also still haven't looked at that photo in the chat. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> you, do you know? Oh, God. No, I don't <laughs> He just looks like a guy. He actually looks like one of the guys on X Factor. Oh my god! So in this very serious, very tense moment, there's a jump scare where you see a duct taped hands reach out to grab Nikki's ankle, mm-hmm. and it is the last boy that was abductive who Teresa has so lovingly nicknamed Yandereative. Yeah, <laughs> and so they help. Yeah, I'm just, I'm like, all right, moving on. And so they help him out and they go in the living room. And before Mac, um, Davy had pointed out, he's like, oh, you have a big family. And Mac was like, yeah, but Davy rec- now recognizes all the pictures as the people who were killed with their photos that were in the microfiche they were looking at earlier. Yeah. And then, but there's one new photo, Teresa. What is it? It's Davy. And his familia. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, I was fucking next. I knew it. Take that, Randall. Take that, my own father. Fuck you, you, dad. I knew I was going to get serial killed. (laughs) Yeah. And so. They take the evidence back to the cops. And finally, everyone believes them. Finally, I mean, I put, they took it to the police and I just have, the egg is really on their face, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so Davey is then once again just left alone to sit outside of the police station on the stairs because his parents are giving statements or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Nikki comes down and gives him just a little tiny kiss, just a little tiny one. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this uh, relationship. This B plot. Yeah, I'm not really a big fan. I feel like it's kind of unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't really see the point in Nikki at all. Yeah, I mean, she. I heard 
from what I remember of like the interview, it's like they had to find someone with a really good scream because when they're in the basement, like she's letting and they find like all the the dead kid and like she gets grabbed by mm-hmm. the still barely alive kid. She lets out some pretty dope horror screams. Like, yeah, I, get, I don't know. It's, I mean, they're young boys. They can squeal too. Ah! Do go the fucking uh, the bitch boy around and have them scream like little girls, you know? Oh my god. Um. So Woody is gonna sleep over at Davies and. Randall is very confident and says they're safe now. But Oh my god, I have to say that I've written in my notes that um uh there's it says the movie's not over, nowhere else to hide, huh? Your own house and then Did sure you enough seriously he comes see that out coming? of the attic. Oh my god, did you seriously see that coming? I hate it. Dude, of course. It was like, I was like, I was just like, I literally, he was like, because they caught him and it was kind of anticlimactic. And I was like, well, they they, they, didn't didn't catch him. him. They talked to the kids and it was kind of like, like they showed them the evidence and it was like kind of anticlimactic. So I was like, where could he be right now? He's going to their house going and into he, the yeah the attic and he had previously mentioned he's like oh the last time i was in your house i was helping your dad move stuff into your attic Chekhov's attic uh, yeah okay but the kids we love that well, foreshadowing we love it um but the kids and by kids i mean davy and the full-grown man that is woody are sleeping and the creepy ass fucking ladder goes down and this is um this is probably the biggest uh uh, i don't want to say like maybe like blooper of the film so because mackie chloroforms davy and Mm -hmm. i understand how he got davy into his car without maybe Mm -hmm. his parents noticing how the fuck did he get woody into that goddamn car are you that's a good point i didn't think about that you didn't think about that this was like from the first time i watched this this was glaring me in the face i'm like that guy is a full-grown man easily over 200 pounds you're chloroforming him so he's dead weight you're gonna have to lug him down the stairs going boonk 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 and I mean, I'm gonna assume fucking Davy's parents didn't just be like, our boy caught a serial killer. Well, time to dip. Time to go have date no, night how, on the town. Like, how, I'm gonna assume they're How still much in the you wanna bet they house. went to the town? Oh my god. You went there, you think they were like, well, it's still date night. We still gotta keep the spark alive. I'm so fucking mad. I'm so fucking mad. Yeah, so somehow, by the grace of fucking God, Mackie is able to get... Again, it's like, I can understand. Davy's like a little tiny 15-year-old boy. You knock him out, you pick him up, you get him to the car. He somehow turns into fucking He-Man or something, and without making a sound and waking up Davy's parents, is able to also get Woody out. That, That, for me, is just the biggest, like, blooper in this movie of, like... Because I feel like this movie's really good at setting stuff up. It's like Domino mm-hmm. setting it up and knocking it down. This is like the fucking cat sitting on the dominoes and fucking it up. Because I'm like... <laughs> this is like the one thing where I'm like, uh, 
I really don't know about that, but anyway. It kind of surprises me that that didn't jump out to you. Yeah, I don't know. What I was more thinking about was um, how he was, he seemed kind of sound asleep in the car. And I was like, is he just a really heavy sleeper? (laughs) That was something I thought. But Chlor- chloroform, my man, chloroform. I, I know chloroform. But... He always ra- he always rags him, but <laughs> uh, I like that. You're like, nah, nah, nah. He's just sleepy. He's real. Tired. <laughs> it's just it's been a, a, heavy it's been a tough day. It's been a tough day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's again. This is like this is some real, real deep horror shit. Because they wake up in the car and and then Mackie's fucking banging on it and he the door opens up and he's like you gotta run and these poor fucking kids with no shoes on and their jammies are running in the woods Mm -hmm. and the whole time uh mackie is like talking on a fucking bullhorn or whatever like you kids like to play manhunt huh well now we're playing for real when you die in the game you die in real life for real yeah literally (laughs) yeah man and they're running in the woods and they come up on like a shore and apparently they're on a tidal island, which I had yep. never heard about, but they are like, well, we can't run this way, so we got to find the road. But while they're running, Woody trips on like a disintegrating body and they look around, there's a bunch of fucking corpses and shit and like bags of the Nawo stuff. So this is where he comes to... To, to kill sometimes, I guess, if he doesn't do it in his house. I think it's where he dumps the bodies. Oh, okay. I guess that's why they didn't find bodies in the um, house, uh, yeah. Uh, ho- or the, the shed. The or the or in the burial. The, the, yeah. In the dirt. Yeah. So Davy's like, alright, Woody, I'm gonna be the distraction and you gotta get to that fucking car because I mean, like, Davy's a good friend and Woody is, like, his best friend. And he's like, all right, I got you into this mess. I'm going to be the distraction. You got to get away. And it's like, it's so sad. Like Woody's like, I can't die. My mom needs him. I'm crying my eyes out. Yeah. So fucking sad. And, but then Davy's <laughs> Davy just shouts out. He's like, fuck you, Wade, you fucking loser. That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and then he, uh, it's a distraction for Woody. But... This what's this the the third time an Achilles has been cut on a movie in this podcast? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I I don't know. Yes, it is the third time because it happens twice, twice. in our favorite movie, The House of Wax. <laughs> House of Wax. Every episode, I got to reference House of Wax. Got to do it. This is the third House of Wax reference, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless I cut the other ones out, but yeah, that's you know, just fucked um... up. And he does un- not take it like Paris Hilton. He is very limping after. Some would call cut. it good acting. <laughs> no. Listen, uh, either Paris, Paris is Hilton the is juggernaut. A... Paris Hilton's either the juggernaut or a bad actor. We're not going to say which one. I think we know the truth <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Did you think Mackie was going to kill Davy in that moment? Uh, I'm sorry, no. Uh, you never, you never, 
Oh, you never let the movie lead you. You're always like, mm, I'm smarter. I'm just like, the minute a movie starts to lead me somewhere, I immediately assume it's somewhere else. Like, it's like, oh, this is just a setup. Like, that's why I thought maybe the girl was, like, the killer. Because I was like, she's kind of pointless. She Maybe she's the killer. And also, it seems... Like, they're leading us to believe that this man is the killer. But anyway, basically, if a movie tries to, like, be like, hey, this is the thing, I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, but you still, you, you're, t- well, I guess you did say you thought she was the killer, but you're also saying never for a minute did you think Mackie wasn't the killer. No, I, I mean, like, I had my doubts. I was like, okay. if he's not the killer, then it's the chick. But. Yeah, because something I like about this movie is how they make it so obvious. You're kind of thinking <laughs> to yourself, like, well, it can't be this obvious. It can't be yeah, this guy. Yeah. yeah, that's something I like. But And, like, okay, like, did I think that, did I know that he was going to, like, be like, no, I'm going to leave you alive? No. I thought they were going to do, like, he's going to get away. But, mm. yeah. But that's what I kind of, that's what we'll get to now. Of Yeah, because Mackie's like, all right, bitch, stay down. And then he goes over to, so like, it's so, it's so intense. It's so sad. Woody's literally about to get in the car, but then Mackie fucking tackles him like a fucking football man. And then mm-hmm. gets Because he's a him. cop. they they sure do know how to use um, aggressive assault Um, and then he gets out this giant ass fucking hunting knife and what he do Teresa what that thing do he slits the throat of poor 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 Woody pobrecito Woody it's so sad and he like fucking like holds him and like kind of like puts his arm over his neck it's it's very sad it's very fucked up I didn't really, I have to say, it was, I was like, Loki, I was like, oh, maybe Woody survives because, okay, this is going to sound really bad and we can cut it out if it's really, really bad. But I was like, the cut he makes kind of just looks like it's on the fat of his neck. So I was like, oh, maybe his fat protected him and he survived. I'm not cutting this out. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, hoping he wouldn't die, you know, for his beautiful mother, but... I mean, listen, I hope my fat saves me one day if I'm in a murderous (laughs) situation. I don't know, it just seemed like, it didn't seem that, like, usually in horror movies, it's, like, so deep, and it's... And I get it's supposed to be more grounded in realism, but I was, like, it was just kind of, it kind of looked like it was just really on the, the, the... you know the neck chub so i was like oh I yeah think be okay I i've bet seen it looks... enough uh dr pimple popper to see oh that you can god. pretty uh pretty Jesus easily just Christ. cut into fat like that oh my god well i was i was gonna say it, it was probably like special effects it was probably like a pouch full of blood that they like put on his neck to look like skin so that probably made uh... it look like even fattier but also like why it probably was like so easy to cut it you know Mm. yeah no it yeah that would make that makes sense that's a good theory and then davy poor fucking davy he limps over to the car and he sees woody's corpse and 
Mackie gives probably one of my favorite villain dialogues in any movie. It's fucking intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what what about it stood out to you? Like do you remember it? Um I'm going to be honest, it was a little uh like it was uncomfortable, but it was also like kind of cringy. You thought it was cheesy? I thought it was a little cringy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like is it like cringy in what way i have to know it just felt like they were trying really hard i don't know like it was just like he just seemed so (laughs) like it was cringy like uncomfortable in the sense he's way too close and like putting the forehead on him their noses are touching it's upsetting and then it's also like i want to kill you but i I want to kill you so bad (laughs) i want to kill you i want to kill you so fucking bad man you said, like, you didn't think he was going to let them go. You thought he was going to kill, like, you thought he was going to kill Davy too? No, I I knew he would, I thought he would get away somehow. I didn't know he was going to let him go. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. Oh, and I, I, have a, I have a cinnamon topography note because the car uh-huh. is behind them that Davy is in neutral light, but Mackie is, like, bathed in the red light of the car and mm-hmm. hun- honey that that's called uh i don't know i don't know too much about art but i know that is called th- color theory and it it's cool yeah. <laughs> i didn't notice that <laughs> yeah but mackie's going pretty hard into his villain speech and he's like mm-hmm. oh man i just want to fucking kill you but i want you to look be looking over your shoulder literally every fucking day of your life and i'm like mm-hmm. Davy should have been put into witness protection fucking yesterday. Like this is <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is like too I, I I don't know, like you see a lot of like cases, I don't know. I guess cop the cops are kind of bad at their job, but very, yeah. Cause like I feel like, yeah, they would have set up like a perimeter if they know that uh-huh. kid is next. And oh house. yeah, especially if they don't know where he is. Yeah. Also, wait, okay. I have another <laughs> I have another blooper I just thought about. They show he looks out the window. There's a fuck ton of police around Mackie's house. Mm-hmm. Mackie's mm-hmm. house is right across the street from them. Mackie I don't think they have like a back road. I think their house backs up onto the fucking woods. I mm-hmm. I mean I guess maybe but how did Mackie get how did Mackie get them out? How'd Mackie get them out? Because he obviously drove them away. Did he drag mm. them out the back door through the woods to a hidden car? Again, that would work with Davy. Woody's over two hundred pounds easily. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I would say like maybe it's the the. He has so many cars, so he probably could have driven five hundred cars. Car. Yeah, you know. And you're right. The cops are so inept. They're like, oh, look at that. Um. Is that Randall? Randall's gained a bit of weight. Randall's taking the boys out for a late night drive. <laughs> like, you're right. These cops were probably like, oh, I bet they're going to McDonald's. Yeah, God knows how early in the, or in the middle of the night. Yeah. Well, because by the end, it kind of looks like the sun's rising, maybe. Okay. I have to. I've been I've been putting this off. I have to ask you. Hmm? You think you think he was raping those kids? Okay, that's something I wanted to bring up about this movie. And I don't know if this is the um, uh, true crime obsessed person inside of me. Oh my gosh. Um, 
I was kind of like something that I didn't like about the movie was that we didn't really get into the backstory of what he did to the kids or like even even like the backstory of the other kids like we got like a taste with like Woods's like mom and Eats's like fighting parents and but Kyle, I was just like I can't you Kyle yeah fuck you Kyle um <laughs> but like I wanted to know more about like everyone's backstory a little bit you know what I mean I just wanted to, them to just go a little bit deeper but I know for the sake of the movie it just would be boring, but yeah. my, like, researched, like, <laughs> true crime deep dives would want to know, like, what was their personalities like? What was their schedule of every day? What were their hobbies? Like, <laughs> how did he murder those kids? I was actually low-key, like, hoping that we were going to kind of see what he did to the to the kids, like... But at the end, like, he was going to do it to Davy, but no, we get the manhunt. Mm. Hunt man. I was thinking about this one really fucked up case of this one uh, gay serial killer where mm-hmm. he would, I forget his name, but I know last podcast on the left is a series of him. And mm-hmm. what he would do is he would have basically like gay men kind of like either homeless or like drug addicts stay at his house mm-hmm. and then he would tie them up in his attic and sexually torture them and take polaroids of them and mm-hmm. then he would kill them and then dismember them in his basement mm-hmm. which is what this reminded me of and like i mean yeah probably like i, I mean i think yeah unfortunately like like, I think they didn't want to go into it in the movie no. for obvious reasons. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> it's... It's yeah. usually implied. He, I mean, he has a fucking replica of his childhood bedroom. There's, like, one of the Polaroids. The ginger kid was sitting on his horse bedspread. I'm just, yeah. like... Yeah, there was a picture of one of the kids with alcohol. Yeah. Wait, with alcohol? I think so. Oh, I didn't notice that. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I thought I saw. Yeah, but that's what that reminded me of. Because, like, I was um, I was wondering, like, if you thought... Because, again, it's like the movie... Like, that would add so much of, like, another layer onto this movie. But the movie also, mm-hmm. like... The whole time, Mackie is, like, super creepy. And, like, yeah. is definitely trying to get way too close to Davy. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, is it because he wants to kill him? Or is it because he wants to, you know... Smooch him. R- r- no, that's not. That's putting it too nicely, no. I was gonna... <laughs> s- I was trying to find, like, a more academic and, like, less brutal way of saying rape and kill him, basically. Ugh. I was trying to figure... Sexually I was assault yeah but yeah but, um, so after Mackie gives his intense speech he leaves Davy alone to drag himself along a door- dirt road and eventually be picked up by a fisherman uh, yeah at least he got away final girl final boy yeah even though he was basically allowed to escape and when they're driving back to town, they pass a burning police car. So 
Mackie's really uh, covering his tracks. Yeah. It's just kind of like a weird flex, I guess. <laughs> I think it was a flex. Oh, God. I think it was a weird flex, yeah. Oh, my God. Davy has aged 100 years spiritually. And mm-hmm. yeah. the egg is once again on Randall's face as they go see their son in the hospital because... He's been in a traumatic incident and also had his Achilles cut. Randall is a terrible father. <laughs> Dude, Randall, I was, I just remember like the first time he was being a dick, I was going to come up with like a shitty nickname for him. And then I heard someone call him Randall and I was like, oh no, your name is insult enough. Randall. <laughs> Fuck Randall. Randall. Fuck you, Randall. But I like his, um, his wife's name is Sheila. Shayla. Oh, like the dog I like on Instagram. The Pomeranian. Oh, yeah. Sheila the Palm, although it's spelled different. Yeah. Yeah. But then after the hospital, the next time we see Davy, he's crying in his room. And this boy needed their, like, he needs therapy. He needs witness protection and he needs therapy. And I don't think he's getting either of those things. It's the 80s. Yeah. But then we cut to him. He's for some reason back on his paperboy route riding his bike. And you see. Mm-hmm. Alone. Yeah, he's alone. He's just, well, he's like going on like life like normal and he's driving by. Nikki's leaving. And then. Eats and Faraday, you see, they referenced before that Eats' dad wants to tear down the treehouse where they were doing all their mm-hmm. planning. And so you see Eats and Faraday tearing it apart and, like, throwing mm-hmm. the chalkboard and, like, bits of the wall on the, the curb or whatever. And, yeah. damn, they are... They are giving Davy the stinkiest of stink eyes and, like, the cold shoulder. It's like... Yeah. They do. I'm like, damn, I guess they don't want to be his friends anymore because I guess technically he got Woody killed, but he also revealed the identity of a serial killer. It's... Yeah, I don't know. I I was confused by that, to be honest. I was like... Yeah. I was like, oh. Well, I didn't know they were tearing down the the treehouse. Yeah. I was kind of confused by what they were doing. And then I okay, also yeah. was kind of confused, like, why they weren't talking. Because it's like, your friend went through some tra- something traumatic. Doesn't matter if it was, like, even if it is his fault, which honestly it's not. No, it's not. It just seems unnecessary. Yeah, they're, like, fucking mean mugging him. It's like, I yeah. remember that really jilting me the first time I watched this. I was like... I guess it's because Woody died and they think it's because of him. But it's y'all were really tight for most of this movie. Like, are you seriously not going to be like, are you not going to stand by your friend who was almost serial killed and is going through a real tough time? Yeah, he's just as sad about this death, (laughs) you know? He's probably sadder. He saw the body. He thinks it's his fault. It's fucked up, man. Well, 
we're at the end of the movie and uh, my last note is Davy is giving me real Eddie Redmayne energy who's that Eddie Redmayne um he's in like a bunch of stuff but I'm thinking of him specifically did you ever see the Les Mis movie yes after the revolution for like his empty chairs at empty tables number where he's like his entire mouth is like inside his mouth like he sucks it in and then like he's like holding back tears and he's like (laughs) my friends my friends don't ask me what your sacrifice was for but like specifically eddie redmayne's version of that because like the face like Eddie Redmayne, when he's sad, when he's acting sad, he literally sucks his mouth inside his mouth like a lemon. Oh. And Davy was giving me that vibe. He deserves to be sad. He's in. He's the guy from. I'm real nervous. Fantastic which of his movies. Beasts. <laughs> oh <laughs> yep, that yep. Never seen one of those. Don't want to. Yeah, me neither, but his face, I recognize his face more from that than I do. Mm-hmm. So because he's still on his paper route, he has the newspaper in his hand and the headline, it has a picture of Mackie and it says that the Cape May Slayer is still at large. Yeah. Do you think Do you think they'll ever catch him or do you think he'll be the one that got away? Oh, no, I think they'll catch him. You think? <laughs> you know, you think? think a little positive. It was like it's like in the beginning because I was remembering the plot of this movie and how everyone was like, "Oh, he's a cop; it can't be him." And then it reminded me of how like this movie came out before they identified the Golden State Killer and found Mm -hmm. out that he was also a cop. And I'm like, Uh. and that and that guy fucking hid. He really thought he was gonna get away fucking scot free. You could tell Mackie for, like, a while. I mean, like, because the the whole reason, like, this thing kicks off in the first place is because he said he sent a letter to a newspaper saying, like, listen, I've been serial killing for 13 years and y'all haven't even Mm -hmm. gotten close to catching me. Yeah. Well, Teresa, uh, do you have any final thoughts before we distribute our brain cells? Uh, well, not really. I don't know. I feel like I don't I have to say I don't know if I liked this movie that much okay. if I'm being okay. perfectly honest. All right, all right. I feel like I have to this the amount of brain cells I'm going to give this is going to surprise you. All right, well then let's just get into it. Uh how many brain cells are you going to give The Summer of 84? 5.5 5. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> okay. I actually before this recording I was going to give this movie a higher thing, but then I was thinking a bit more about the end and like the Woody thing. Um I'm going to mm-hmm. give it an 8. I'm going to give it an 8. I really like this movie. It's my third time watching it. Honestly, I could watch it again. I feel like it captures the 80s really well and has a really good mm-hmm. tone and i like the main boys quite a bit so but i'm interested so why only 5.5 well actually i feel like i wouldn't really care about watching this movie again to be honest damn i feel like um for me i kind of got the full experience from the first viewing 
Yeah, I feel like it's a solid movie and everything, but I just really wanted to know more. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, I yeah. feel like I wanted so much more out of it, I guess. It just kind of felt like a lot of time that could have been spent, like, kind of developing the characters was spent on haha horny jokes, and, <laughs> which are fine. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> But I don't know. They just kind of got a little redundant. And I was like, wow. Like, when we got that little taste about Eats's life, I was like, wow, we could have known this a lot sooner or Mm. built up more about this, you know? Right. I think, like, structurally it's a good movie and everything. Yeah, I think think um, it's very tight. I like uh, a lot of, like, I I just, as a as a true crime fan, I like the the stupid nuances and, like, the, the, like... The sort of re- like nerdy parts of that, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, so I would definitely recommend this movie. In fact, you are. I I've made many people watch this movie just because <laughs> it's. I like it a lot, and it's not really well known. But would you recommend this movie, Teresa? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, cool. Okay, all right. Yeah. Nice. Well. I think that's it. Are you ready to spin that wheel of horror? Yes. Hell Let's yeah, do it. baby. Przed państwem córki dancingu. so excited i fucking love this movie it's everything i love it's a musical it's mermaids that's it i love it yes i'm very excited yay oh and it's um it's inspired by i think soviet era discos or (gasps) post-soviet era super excited we love a good slavic disco yeah, I believe it's Polish, if I'm remembering correctly. Whoa. We love to see it. Well, for everyone, definitely watch the lure for next time. Big recommends, big ups, especially mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. music and mermaids, which everyone does, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's why right, Little Teresa. Mermaid was such a big success. Yeah, but this is better because it's hornier. <laughs> this episode is also dedicated to jeremy the mouse the mouse i freed from the basement of my work and if you would like to contact us and offer well wishings for (laughs) jeremy the mouse you can contact us at two ghouls one brain cell at gmail.com two ghouls one brain cell at instagram and two ghouls one brain on twitter and for all of those it's the number one and the number two yes I hope to see you guys soon on the internet. And Jeremy the Mouse, if you're listening, I love you. And I want I the best you for you. I hope you don't have coronavirus. <gasps> In the arms of the angels. But it's a bunch of mice, not dogs. <laughs> what does Paris have to say about this movie, Teresa? Oh, Paris says that if she needs to pee, she really needs to pee. So I guess it's time to pee. Yeah, and I heard she also said it's not over till the Wilhelm screams, so... (gasps) Wow. Man, oh my god, imagine if one day we could get Paris Hilton to, like, 
Choreo voice line for us. <laughs> oh my god. Is she on cameo? <gasps> I'll look that up. All right. We're gonna have to do some we're gonna have to do some research. All right, take us away, T-Bone. Bye.